AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Carefully Reckless, a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. And just like that, we're back on the air. Welcome back to yet another Carefully Reckless episode with your girl, Just Hilarious. Now listen, last week, there was no episode, and I'm so sorry. Y'all be in my ass when I don't deliver Carefully Reckless, I, and I'm very sorry, but I was in the middle of moving. I just closed on a huge, beautiful estate. Yes, I moved from the condo and the high-rise building and moved on up some more. <laughs> now I got my own, own estate that I own. I'm not paying rent anymore. I own in the state. Now, I keep on saying the state because that's what it is. I kept saying house. And then my realtor, who's black as well, was like, this is not a house, baby. This is an estate. This is a mansion. You just closed on a mansion. So don't keep on reducing your residence to a house. And I love the fact that she brought that to my realization, you know? So let's dive right in. I'm back to fixing y'all mess. Now, I told y'all that y'all can submit y'all stories or y'all experiences or anything that you feel that you need advice on in my DMs, not the just hilarious underscore official DM, but the carefully reckless DMs. Y'all can even submit them to reckless discussions DMs, but not just hilarious because I get so many that I don't even check them anymore. So we're going to dive right in. The names are anonymous. Here we go. My baby daddy and I have been together since 2016, first baby in 2017 and second baby in 2019. So when we got together, we both started the same place in life. No job, no car, living in a dorm. As time went on, I've always been the breadwinner. I got my medical assistant certification. I've had three apartments and three cars. And he has still been in the same place as when we started. And from the outside looking in, it seemed like I was taking care of him. Now, we never agreed that he would be a stay-at-home dad. So, of course, it caused conflict between us. Over the years, I've begged for him to get a job. I've tried gentle and tough love. But it gets stressful paying for everything, going to work, coming home, and then got to cook, clean, and care for the girls and still fuck them. Oh, yeah. So I say all this to ask you, do you believe if a man wanted to lead, protect, and provide for his family, he would? Or is it something that's learned over time? Wow. Okay, so there are a few things I want to break down from this story. Actually, I don't even have to break anything down, baby. You gave me everything from beginning to now. So, okay. Do I believe if a man wanted to lead, protect, and provide for his family, he would? Yes, if he wanted to. I think that you've made him very comfortable over the years. Like you said, you tried tough love. You tried 
soft love. You tried to embrace him. You tried to be assertive with him as well. And none of that worked. In every situation, this is not something that just happens over time. This person probably never had work ethic because you said y'all started like that. But you flourished. You evolved. You grew. You worked. You had babies. You never stopped working. You're only exceeding. You've always been the breadwinner. You have certifications, baby. You went to school for this shit. And he's still the same place that he was when y'all first got together. Maybe there was no drive from the beginning. You just didn't see it because y'all both were starting out in the same place. Now, while women are more mature than men, yes, we do. We, we mature faster in most cases. I do want to say a lot of men still do flourish. They do grow into being ambitious. They do pick up on motivation and things that inspire them. Some of them do get up off their ass and change the way that they're living if they don't like the way they're living. But that's the thing. He doesn't seem to have a problem with how he is because he has you. He has to see that it's a problem for him to want to change. Nobody's going to change for someone else if they don't even want to change for themselves. I mean, you can put on a front. You can be phony. You can fake it. But that's temporary. He has no ambition. He has no real work ethic. He has nothing to work for because you give it all to him. He's basically a stay-at-home dad. You cook, you clean, you work, you come home, you're tired. And he still doesn't even have dinner on the fucking table for you. You're doing this. You are superwoman of your household. And he literally is giving me villain because he's not helping you. He's leeching. And although he is the father to your three girls, he's also not teaching them what a man should do in a relationship either. You have three girls, whether you had three boys, he's not setting good examples for his children, for his girls. So who the hell do they have to compare men to when they grow up? Because me growing up, I had the best father in the world. I still have the best father in the world, but my childhood spotless. My father was a great damn dad. So that was my initial example of a real man. Now, I can't say that I always picked good men, but I grew up with the structure of knowing what a real man should do and how he provides and how him and my mom was give and take. Everything was 50-50, helping each other. Now, to answer your second question, or is it something that's learned over time? Now, it can be learned. Men can be taught just like women can be taught. People can be taught, but they have to want to learn. They have to be willing to be receptive of the lesson that's being taught. Everything going on around them, you've made it completely comfortable for him. So he feels like he doesn't have to work. I was in a relationship like that as well. Thank God I didn't have any children by this man. But he was ambitious when I met him. And then he just got comfortable because he knew I was blowing up. And he knew I could cover everything. And he still expects for you to do all these duties and still have sex with him when he wants to. You have to put your foot down and you got to put that motherfucker out. I'm so sorry. He is not your husband. He is just your baby daddy. And he can still be a parent to your kids outside of your house. Understand that co-parenting is very important. And it is possible because me and my son's father do it. And we've been doing it for seven years effectively with no, no problems. Not even one problem. Seven years because the first three years. Was low rough, low rocky and rough. But for seven years straight and going forward, Rome and I have been able to co-parent. 
I think that's what you should do. I don't feel like you are happy. And if you're not happy, you should not be miserable just to keep your family together. Because it don't even sound like he's going to marry you. It doesn't even sound like he can afford a ring to propose. So what, you going to buy it yourself and he's going to reimburse you? No, you got three girls to raise and you need to teach them. That's not how they want to end up. And you need to teach them what a strong woman is. And that is you. Because baby, truthfully, you can do battle by yourself. So I think you should communicate that with him and you should put yourself first for the first time. Put yourself first. If you love me, you'll listen to this commercial and then we'll be right back. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, moving on. Hey, Jess, first off, I love and appreciate what you do. You are a true gift to earth from the Lord. Keep grinding and spreading your wisdom. Thank you, baby. So here's the dilemma. I am 28 years old with an eight-month-old baby. I am no longer with my baby's father and haven't been for my entire pregnancy. Therefore, he is completely out of the picture for me romantically. I haven't dated or talked to anyone since the day I found out I was pregnant. I've been keeping to myself and really trying to heal and grow so that I do not make the same mistakes in my past. I now know what I want from a man. My main focus is obviously on my child and stabilizing our future. I recently reconnected with my ex from high school. He was my first love throughout the last 10 years. We have been on and off. The first time we broke up was due to the distance in college. And every other time after that was due to not being on the same page and being in different places in our lives. I found myself always going back to him because we have extremely great chemistry. He's a genuinely good man and we never leave off on a bad note. Because I have a child, if I were to get back involved with him, I would definitely want to start off as friends first so that I can solely focus on raising my child as a single mom. Should I let the past stay in the past or should I see how we can maintain as friends? Then potentially something more again. So babe, First off, I'm not going to tell you that you should leave the past in the past because, you know, there's a saying, don't quote me on it, honey, but you're going to get what I'm saying. It says something like this. 
If you love something enough, you'll let it go. And if it comes back to you, that's how you know. Okay, so you said y'all never left off on a bad note. And y'all always have good chemistry. It's like, great. Maybe y'all are meant to be friends. Maybe y'all are meant to be together down the line. But like you said, I'm so happy that your child is your sole focus. Like that is what you're supposed to be focused on right now. A stable future for you and your baby. But mama got to have fun. You want a love life. And you should be able to have one. Now, I don't know if you're telling me everything because I feel that you should start off as friends and see where y'all can go with it. But I'm trying to figure out what exactly would be holding you back. I know that you mentioned that you two seem to always be in two different places in your lives when you guys come back around or, you know, reconcile or start your dealings again. But what really keeps you from committing to him? What really keeps him from committing to you? Because no one's going to be perfect. It seems that you two know each other and have known each other for a while, for years. That's your ex. Now, people grow. So maybe I have to get to know each other again because you don't went and had a baby. I don't know if he has any kids or whatever, but it seems like you love him. And it seems like this is something that you want, but you're hesitant. It's something that you're not telling me or it's something that you're hesitant about. Now, you don't have to share it if you don't want. But as long as it doesn't do any harm to you or your baby, I feel that you should proceed. You should. Is he okay with you having a child, a newborn? Maybe he feels like you are always the one that got away. So maybe... There's tension and maybe there's an awkwardness there because you have a baby, but it's not by him. But you guys keep on crossing paths in life. I honestly feel like if it's nothing that you're not telling me and I'm just overthinking it, I'm thinking also another reason that you probably are, won't commit to him is that you're, you're scared. You're probably scared. And that's OK, because you don't want to make the same mistake, which I don't fully blame you, although you have to be careful who you procreate with. But sometimes people don't give you the real them until some shit like this happens, until I have a baby. Like, that's an issue for some guys. It'd be like that. But I think take it slow. See what he wants. Talk about y'all differences. Talk about why y'all really never, really, really stuck with each other. Get to the bottom of why you guys never really became a couple. Get to the bottom of that. And then you guys can go from there. Because whatever it is, it could be deeply rooted. But I don't really think if you guys didn't want to be with each other, you guys wouldn't keep crossing paths and you wouldn't be writing me about this right now. So just take your time and give him a chance. And congratulations on your baby girl. Hold up, hold up. I know this shit getting good, but listen to just a couple seconds of a commercial. If you love me, you'll listen. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, last one, because y'all giving me some long ones today, and that's totally fine. I love it. Hey, Jazz, I've been listening to your podcast for over a month now, and I absolutely love it. I don't know what the odds of you reading this are, but I need some advice on this. So around April, I met this guy, and we'd been talking ever since. His only problem is he is not a good texter. So that's your problem with him. Okay. However, his vibe is completely different in person. Now we've been kind of avoiding the dreaded, I like you, you like me, let's be a thing topic. Even though his friends and my friends say it's obvious we like each other. (laughs) During one of our conversations too, he said that because of what his ex did, he's not interested in a relationship, but I'm just like, so why did you even start all this? We're on summer break now, and I traveled out the country for that occasion. He was still dry as fuck over text, despite how many I sent. Sometimes he wouldn't even answer. So when I finally asked him if I was bothering him, he said no. He just doesn't talk to people like that. So I stopped putting in effort if he wasn't going to reciprocate it. But I know we're going to have to face each other come the fall and the semester starts back up because we have the same group of friends. Oh, shit. Damn. Should I give him the benefit of the doubt or say it was fun while it lasted? But I don't know if this is going to work out because we do feel for each other. I can see that, too. But it's frustrating. Okay, I don't know how old you are. I don't know how old this gentleman is, but apparently he's damaged. So he has baggage and that he hasn't let go yet. And he doesn't seem like he's interested in letting it go because he won't even allow himself to like you or to start to want to love you or love again, period. And sometimes that's a real thing. We don't know what she did to him. We don't know the severity of the pain that was caused, the severity of his heartbreak. We don't know just what they went through. Now, I'm not saying you don't know, but you didn't tell me. And that's that's totally fine as well. While I'm never a big fan or in a quick, fast, in a hurry to tell someone to give up because you can clearly see what I was going through on VH1 Every Monday night at 9 p.m. with Daniel on Couples Retreat. You can clearly look at that and see that that wasn't easy for me. Actually having to expose a vulnerable part of myself. Nobody really sees Jessica more like that. You know, all y'all see is just hilarious. But I do have a heart. I'm very feminine. I'm very soft. And I do love. And I love to love. And more than that, I love being loved. So that was kind of hard. He kind of sounds like Daniel was at first in our earliest stages of dating. So I never want to tell you give up because I didn't give up on Daniel. However, I did break up with him. And then, you know, we had reconciled and just helping him work through some things. And he helped me work through some things. And I realized it's a real thing. There are men out here that scarred from previous relationships or from childhood or from Places that they don't even know. A lot of that shit honestly could be hereditary. A lot of men let shit get in their way because they're scared to open up. They're scared to express. I feel like he's scared to express to you how he feels about you. Now, 
if he's as cold as you say he is, how do you even know that he feels for you? Because you said at the end and throughout, because we do feel for each other. And I can see that too. You know, how does he show it? You said he's a vibe in person. It's different when he's around you. And if you guys have the same friends, kind of ask them, well, does he act like this when he's around? Da-da-da-da? Have y'all ever seen him in another relationship or how was he? But da-da-da-da-da. You know, if y'all have friends, go to your friends and see, you know, like, what, is it me or does he always act like this? Or And if they can't tell you anything, you know, you conduct your own research, sit down with his ass and you can just tell him, listen, I know that you're a vibe in person. And while I don't want to give up on you. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this treatment because I didn't do anything for this. Your question is totally right. Why would you start something with me and you turn around and say, well, I don't want a relationship. No, if he told you that from the jump, then this would be your fault because he was completely honest, right? But I know us as women can really think in our minds that we can change someone, not knowing that we can't change someone. We can help people evolve, but we can't change people. People don't change people. People change themselves with urges and with a push. And sometimes they're just ready. They get so fed up with how they are. They get so ready. They want to come up out of it. So they change themselves for themselves. So I really want you to pay attention to that. Him not being able to reciprocate every emotion that you're feeling. Also, you have to take into consideration not everybody moves at the same pace. So how long ago was he in this relationship? Like, are you a rebound? I'm not trying to disrespect you. I really just want to be carefully reckless with you because this is the reality of the shit. You could have been a rebound. He could have been using you to get over someone or maybe not. Maybe this is just how he is. How much are you willing to put up with? How much? Because You may miss him. You may be like, oh, I'm fed up. And then at night, you you know, because you're only used to texting him and being around him or whatever, because you want something with him, you may change your mind and be like, okay, no, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So it's a lot of back and forth. But how much are you willing to take? Just sit down with him and have a conversation. He still gives you the same thing, baby. Get up, get out. That's it. And that's what I want you ladies to understand. You are enough. You are enough. And you always will be. So don't let these things set you back in your love life and in your personal life because love can actually pull and tug on your strings. It can actually send you into depression. It can like, seriously, love is great when it's great, but love hurts as well, you know? So you got to just be careful of what you let in and uh, what you're receptive of and how you interpret love for you. And just like that, we're going to end this episode on this note. That was three great stories, y'all. Tune in next week to Carefully Reckless every Wednesday. I love you guys so much. Also, tune into Reckless Discussions. Brand new episode dropping at 7 p.m. tonight. And in my deepest Pam voice, peace.
Carefully Reckless is a production of iHeartRadio and The Black Effect. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.